0: Want to get smarter about investing? Then tune in to the Capital Ideas podcast from Capital Group, home of American Funds Distributors, Inc., one of the world's leading asset managers. Learn from portfolio managers with decades of experience by listening to the Capital Ideas podcast today.
1: This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quitGranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
2: Welcome back to another episode of Millennial Money. And today we're doing a seance for the market to uh, continue going back up in price. We've uh, ripped it. This last Whoa. this last week we are we are up uh, a few percent. It's a it's a <laughs> yeah,
3: we'll take what It's we a
2: change get. of pace and tat- I think Tattoo Chef is actually up this week. Is uh, that is that, I, that's a first, right? Yes,
3: that's a first probably in the whole company's history, the whole stock's history. So we'll take it. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, thank <laughs> you. What is the market
0: up like six percent right now? Or I think it's been up five last week. From five
3: from from the very bottom. The S and P is up about five. percent I guess think it's gonna last or what, what's gonna happen. Yeah they're talking about a ripper rally coming in June baby so uh, a
0: ripper rally a
3: ripper rally so one uh, maybe potentially oversold conditions a lot of shorts are very heavily shorted right now. And there's gonna be a rebalancing of about $250 billion into the stock market um, during the month of June. I don't know when that money's supposed to hit, but that's what JP Morgan's saying. And it's basically just uh, funds having to reallocate uh, from like bonds into stocks essentially, because they always have to like reallocate funds. You know, Sometimes it's from stocks to bonds, this time it's from bonds to stocks. Why June? Uh, that's just the time period that it's supposed to happen according to J.P. Morgan. So, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> J.P. Morgan just says J. it. it I know, be just is because <laughs> they say so. It's probably, <laughs> so, yeah, it's probably yeah.
0: $250 billion out, and then we're probably going to have another crash. To Actually, this. I recently just read somewhere that J.P. Morgan was saying that Bitcoin was undervalued, which is surprising. Yes. 28% yeah. undervalued. Surprising oh, yeah. for some guy who's like, Bitcoin's <laughs> stupid.
3: <laughs> yeah. J.P. Morgan figured out they could make money trading Bitcoin. That's and right. now they're
0: like, oh, yeah, Bitcoin's cool, man. That's right. We're in crowd. How, what do you think the odds are of Jamie Dimon owning Bitcoin?
3: Oh, I wouldn't be surprised if he has at least a little bit. Yeah, like, that like he could one buy,
2: Yeah, and he could buy it on our sponsor, FTX US, but more on them later.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, imagine, imagine,
2: smooth. imagine him going and buying on an FTX. Like he doesn't even buy through his own. <laughs> oh, and uses our code. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> MMFTX down below. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> He's watching the video like I got to download this and get all the way up to a hundred dollars of free crypto. I get free Dogecoin. <laughs> what? You know what?
1: Knowing him, he'd probably trade more than ten dollars too. <laughs>
3: he he could get free and a he lot get of a stuff. Free coin. There. Yeah. yeah. If he did more than ten dollars, right? Oh, but no, I, I saw. Goodness.
1: I saw they said that, but then
2: there was a a Guggenheim analyst who also said that the bottom was going to be eight thousand for Bitcoin, right, right? Yeah, jeez, yeah. So I feel like you could look at ten analysts; they're all going to say something different, but one of them is going to be right, <laughs> and then they're going to say, "But look, I was right this time, and listen to me the next time."
0: Right. Yeah. Well, also,
3: Bank of America CEO uh, last week because they had the the Davos conference where yeah. the rich elite meet. Which,
0: which, which can we explain to the audience? Because I actually had to look that up the first time oh, I heard okay. about it. I was like, "Oh yeah." What is this conference and I was yeah. thinking about making a video about it, Yeah, but the Davos, uh, can you explain that?
3: That's like the 1% of the 1% meet up there. Business leaders, thought leaders uh, from all over the world, the uh, most elite of the elites pretty much meet up in Davos. And obviously like crews like CNBC and, and those publications are invited and they'll interview a lot of like tech CEOs. And did did you
0: see? I, I think that I read an article that somewhere that they had like some ritualistic sh- shamans there. <laughs> did you see that?
3: I, yeah, I I don't know what goes on there, man. Like legit, so, that
0: w- that yeah. was yeah. I that, don't know. Interesting. You need one of those at your house. <laughs> 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 That'll help. Yeah. ready for my silver to go up. All right, the emergency fund. All right. Oh, gosh, too too <laughs> soon. All right. Oh, yeah. Okay. So so that's where the world leaders come together. Yeah. Right? And and uh, Bank
3: the, of America CEO also was saying he's super bullish. People have a lot of money in their accounts. There's going to be yeah. no recession anytime soon. Okay. And so yeah, when you hear. You know, JP Morgan CEO and Bank of America CEO say it's good. Like you start assuming it's got to be bad, man. Right.
0: <laughs> so, so, so that was the overwhelming consensus. You are saying is they walked away saying there is not going to be a recession. Everything's yeah. going to be great.
3: But then you got the the different crowd of uh you know the super bubble folks, maybe Jeremy Grantham and the others that, yeah. that feel like oh no, we got a lot more pain ahead. Right. So I know Jeremy Grantham. I believe he thinks the S and P five hundred is going down another twenty five percentage points from here, which obviously would be. Uh, pretty darn devastating.
0: Uh, well, do you remember when people used to make fun of Warren Buffett for having like 150 billion in cash? Oh yeah, he's probably s- laughing right now. Yeah. He's done quite well these last two years. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, and, and he's been putting some money to work recently in the market, which is interesting. He's put more money to work in the last, I would say, three or four months, and he'd put probably in the last uh, two years, if not the last year and a half. Yeah. So but um yeah so we'll, we'll see what happens but I, I know Bitcoin ran up to I think it was 31k last night wasn't mm-hmm. it yeah I think it hit so 32 32 whoa mm-hmm. okay yeah yeah and so now this Terra Luna, where where are we at in the Terra Luna drama? Because then all of a sudden I heard there was another Terra Luna rebirth. Yeah, two point Yeah. Right. What happened? What is? Are you
2: familiar about? with that, Andre? Or I'll speak as much <laughs> no, as I know it, about yeah, it. Yeah. I, I'm not. I'm not too familiar with it. But my understanding is, for those that were in the original Terra Luna, they did an airdrop, which basically just means they'll they'll send you coins. Okay. And so far I think it's down I like it dropped like 60% almost instantly. Oh my god. Yeah, it's failing. I mean, it doesn't seem like uh, it would be to uh Jeez. uh to odd too, I mean, it's it's obvious it's just not going oh, to Yeah, there was a debate well. about I
0: mean, doing it into a hard fork, I guess, which is right where the chain splits and they're like, "No, no, let's just do a a new genesis block, which is like the creation of a whole new coin. And they did away with the stablecoin aspect. So it's exactly like it was before, but it's only Luna now, right? So it's okay. it's just only that part, and there's no stablecoin behind it. And I think Graham is right. I think it's down like sixty to eighty percent, pretty much. Who would trust it, it though? I don't get I that. I don't know who's trusting <laughs> it. I just feel like people are like, you know what? Let me let me just throw in a hundred dollars because who knows? It could a hundred X from here. It's and a lot know. of people throwing in a hundred bucks though. It's true. Yeah, it's true. Jeez. It's insane. It's uh, man, how much did they lose? Forty billion dollars. Can you imagine that? Forty billion dollars. Yeah. Oh, they also raised three billion dollars in funding though. Wow. Which I mean, can you imagine how? Yeah. How confident the market was. Yeah, yeah.
3: And then so. after that, what was it like? A few days later, a week later, Tether started to fall, right? Which uh, that fell to what was it, eighty-eight cents or something like that? Didn't didn't Tether uh, fall?
2: I was at eighty-seven. I don't. Yeah, somewhere like it was that. somewhere on there. But it rebounded pretty quickly, and so far it's it's pretty much back to a dollar. It's like point nine nine nine. It's it's just under a dollar, basically. Yeah. But. um Obviously, you have the concerns with, with Heather as well as it actually backed. Yeah. But people have been saying this for years. I remember 2017, people were saying the same thing. Oh, it's not backed. It's going to pop any day now. And here it is still. So I worry the longer it goes on, the worse it's going to be if it does yeah. come out that it's not appropriately backed. We're yeah. not going to find out until we see a flash crash in Bitcoin. There's got to be some yeah. devastating event that causes Bitcoin to drop to like below 20 instantaneously yeah. people cash out of Tether maybe if they suspend withdrawals for even a moment people are going to lose their faith
0: yeah i i will say the thing i learned from the whole collapse is that when it comes to interest rates and i'm sure you guys have seen it in the defi space where they're like we're paying you 30% interest oh, yeah. you have to understand where that interest is coming from because if it's coming from lending those mm-hmm. coins out that's a different story than say if the foundation itself is paying for that interest mm. because luna it hit, a, it hit a total value locked, like TVL, of $17 billion. They were paying people 20% on the Anchor protocol, which is like the separate platform where you ah. could stake your money. But at 20%, a $17 billion value, is, that means they have to pay $3 billion a year to their users to sustain that platform. Whoa. So could you imagine how much money? Like, yeah. Of course they would run out eventually. So yeah. first and foremost, you have to understand where your interest is coming from.
2: I think a lot of people thought though that that's just the cost of marketing and eventually they're going to have to wean it down and you know maybe it's not 20% maybe they do 12% and that's sustainable and then right. 8%. A lot of uh, banks did that. They would offer, you know, 5% interest up to the first $10,000. And that was very much legit, but it's just a cost of marketing. Like instead of spending money in
0: advertising, you'll just give it back to the customer. Right. But they did dwindle down to, I believe, one month worth of funds. So at that point, I think yeah. it, the writing was on the wall yeah. at that point.
3: Now, do you guys have any money in stable coins? I don't. Oh.
0: No. But I considered okay. it. Remember? I think yeah. I brought it up here yeah, yeah. on Millennial Money. Yep. I wanted to take out 80% equity out of my house because it's just cash. It's yep. just sitting there. It's not a productive asset. Mm-hmm. So I was like, let me take out 80%. So I'm not going to pay the PMI, put it into, I don't know, USDC, get my yep. 10%. That's enough to pay my loan. Yep. and it's enough to make some money on top of that mm-hmm. And i mean thankfully usdc hasn't crashed or anything but if anything this whole thing just yeah. taught us that nothing is guaranteed for sure so i'm glad that i didn't do that And then are, are, mm.
3: are folks still paying the crazy rates on usdc or is
0: that drop way they're down? still paying 10 percent. yeah
2: yep. i would say most range between eight and ten mm-hmm. maybe okay. seven and ten doesn't seem to be any cracks yet but there's always a chance that like one thing goes wrong yeah, that would be an emergency fund, Jeremy. <laughs> try, try that. Yeah, you should. I I think for you, like putting ten twenty k into a stablecoin and just you could make a
0: video well, about it. Talk yeah, about your experiences well, on that. Mm, well, technically yeah. you did, but not a stablecoin. You put money into Voyager. Uh, yeah, VGX, okay. that's VGX. horrible. the opposite of a st- that's a de Oh coin. My God. Yeah,
3: unstable coin. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing worse than silver. <laughs> yeah, yeah. that dang VGX, man. That. But dang.
0: but DeFi platforms, man. Let me tell you, they go up to like. Crazy person. I think I've seen like 90% something I don't know. crazy, I but don't, isn't that isn't Investing in like a liquidity pool basically. basically you're, that's what you're doing. So yeah. f-
2: so for those that are unaware you basically stake your cryptocurrency Into a pool where people could interchange that with other currencies and by locking it up You get like a small transaction fee every time someone trades a for B uh, so you could make that if there's a lot of transaction volume, but generally if they pay such high rates, other people are going to come in too. They're going to offer their liquidity as well. And the more liquidity uh, is there, the less they have to pay. So it's in proportion. So if you buy something obscure, you could make a lot of money. But the the risk is that the value of your currency, if it's cryptocurrency A, could plummet 95% while it's tied up in a liquidity pool earning you 30%. So th- there's always going to be a risk. And you can't right. make 90% without a, just... As equal
0: of a risk right if the underlying asset goes to zero then it doesn't matter what your interest rate is if the <laughs> yeah. thing you bought goes to zero right uh, thinking of actually speaking of i was going to start my own liquidity pool or just going to throw money into like a, a pool like a literal pool it's going to be like where's this liquidity pool and i'm just showing them a literal pool stacks of uh, money inside of it it's my liquidity oh, pool, guys. could just be water. That way it's, <laughs> that's way it's, it's liquid. It's liquid, yeah. It's liquid <laughs> That cash. reminds me of my favorite yeah.
3: show as a kid. The only cartoon i probably ever watched was... Uh, Scrooge McDuck. Yes! Yeah, dude. he jumps in the gold. <laughs> oh, like, pond. yeah, swims around in that, ever, yeah.
0: Man, man I, I, somebody tested that theory, if that's even possible to swim. No. <laughs> I, I mean, they didn't like actually die. literally <laughs> test it, but yeah, you would die. You would just yeah. break your neck. Yeah. Let's not do that. In the
3: show, it looks so cool. Now, do you guys, when it comes to Bitcoin, um, do you do automatic recurring buys? I do. Yeah. You do? Okay. Yeah. So you both well
2: FTX allows you to do automatic recurring buys. I noticed yeah. that.
3: That's pretty darn amazing. Yeah. You can use our link that is gonna be the first link in the description down there to yeah. do recurring buys. So if you want to buy of Bitcoin every week or Ethereum or whatever it is. You can set it up. It's very easy to do. It's amazing. And Sam Bakeman Fried is also planning to give away
2: 99% of his personal wealth to charity. He's partnered with uh, Jeremy LeFave, Tom Brady, (laughs) uh, Steph Curry, Coachella, the Miami Heat Arena. And if you want to be a part of them as well, the link is down below in the description. You could use the code MM. FTX and you can get all the way up to a hundred dollars of free crypto, depending on how much you trade, as well as free crypto on every single trade over ten dollars. They've been a huge supporter of the uh, Millennial Money podcast, so if you uh, want to give it back, the link is down below in the description. Really helps us out a lot. How much are you buying, Andre?
0: I'm buying. I have a automatic buy daily for a thousand dollars a day. <laughs> really?
2: Yeah. actually <laughs> for Thousand dollars a day.
0: Just Bitcoin. Just Bitcoin. Yeah. How much is the uh, position worth like, um, overall? Overall. Uh, like eleven bitcoins, ish. Okay, yeah, got it. It's not bad.
2: Thought it was more. Uh uh-uh.
0: uh uh-huh. <laughs> no, you're like at ten or we were <laughs> like the same. Yeah. yeah, about the same. Yeah, yeah that's why
2: I'm surprised because like I when feel somebody
3: like somebody asked your net worth and you're like, oh, I thought it was more. Yeah, <laughs> <Before> <laughs> <SOB>. that's it. Six <laughs> <That's laughs> burn. <laughs> <Yeah>. That's all. <laughs> yeah, no.
2: Honestly, I, th- I just thought Graham's it was more like, because I you've been. And I make that <laughs> because you've been buying for such a long time. Like I feel like I've been getting in really for like a year and a half. Yeah. Um, and my cost basis is like 30, like 30, 29, 30, 31, somewhere on there. So like, I'm basically even yeah. on the Bitcoin, but I thought because you've held for, you know, such a long time. Yeah.
0: Do you know uh, what your Ethereum position is?
2: Gosh, I mean, I bought in a good chunk, like 16, 15, 18. I think that skewed it, but I also was buying at 26. Mm. I don't know. I don't know offhand.
0: You know how many you own?
2: Oh, how many Ethereum? Yeah. Uh, it's under a hundred. Okay. 80 90 i wanted to get i wanted it to get to 100 yeah, it's, yeah. it's under 100 though okay yeah, he told well, me he told why. me
3: as soon as he gets more than you he's, he's kind done, of done yeah. buying
0: whatever uh, you buy i'll just buy a little bit more <laughs> yeah,
3: he wants well, one extra
0: yeah. ethereum yeah. one extra bitcoin <laughs> yeah well maybe that's why i don't have as much bitcoin as graham thought because i have more ethereum than he does Ooh, oh, oh do you really how I much do. ethereum do you have i don't know like 130 that's it yeah <laughs> yeah, I'm kidding. When he that said he had
3: more, man. it was only in his FTX US. Yeah, account. yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Right. Oh, which account? Yeah, that matters. Uh, oh, he didn't specify. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, Jeremy, how much
2: crypto do you have?
3: Oh, me? I have a good amount. <laughs> you know, I have I have a good amount. I have tens of thousands of dollars in crypto.
0: And Jeremy's about to be like, I have tens of dollars. No, <laughs> tens, no tens of dollars. Of tens of, of dollars.
3: dollars. I really <laughs> do have tens of thousands of dollars in, in crypto. Okay? I really do. It's just do not you have a Bitcoin Ethereum. One yeah. whole
0: Bitcoin yet. No, sir. This is unacceptable. <laughs> <laughs> do you have one whole Ethereum? No.
2: Jeremy, you really should I'm telling you, man, as far as somewhat like as a good way to diversify, you should buy one Bitcoin, one Ethereum. I'm planning on like, non-negotiable.
3: Guys, okay, listen. Tell me about defense, under thirty five thousand defense, The stock market for like the first five months this year has been like this. So what like all my buying power has gone to stocks because that's always my preference, right? And so- But you got to diversify. I, it's a good way to diversify, especially it's such a small amount.
2: Like so We're talking stocks, a $35,000 yeah. investment, 35 grand that is down more than 50% from the peak. Yeah. So you're buying 50% off in the, from the very yeah. top.
3: It's just, I mean, when when some of these stocks are at some of these prices they're at, like some of these stocks, I can't even imagine. It would be like Bitcoin being at the equivalent of like, 8K right now, and me being like, Andre, why don't you buy?ing You know this here, stock. Yeah, you here, know what I yeah, mean. It's here's just... a
2: good question, Andre. What do you think? Mm. What's what, what do you think is going to be worth more ten years from now? Bitcoin. Yes. <laughs> yeah. All right. We'll just we'll just end there. Same All right. Fine. Yeah. I believe yeah, Bitcoin too. Yeah. I think over ten years, Bitcoin is more potential. I mean, the, the truth yeah. is, Bitcoin could also be worth nothing. I mean, there's always a chance well, it could be ninety yeah, percent just drop. And it's, who knows it's always going to be
3: worth something because there's always going to be a certain amount of people that give it value. And it's not like Bitcoin can go bankrupt. You know, like a company could. You know, where if a company did really bad, like they eventually they could just go bankrupt. Bitcoin will always be worth something because even if Bitcoin was uh, you know, replaced with some better thing that everybody was all into. Even then, like still a certain amount of people are going to want to own Bitcoin. I think just like all cryptos. Po- like at this
0: point, Jeremy, after 10 years, something would have already replaced it considering how fast crypto and tech moves. That's so fair. I don't think, I don't think anything's going to replace it as better. Okay. I don't think so. I mean, I'm sure a
2: lot of people said that about AOL too. That's true. Or Yahoo. No, nothing's going to place AOL. And when
3: eBay was running the show, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Nothing could be bigger than eBay. eBay in the 90s was way bigger than Amazon. And then eBay's like here and Amazon's like... Pets.com is
0: invincible. Here's what I'll say. I think Bitcoin would be closer to half a million in 10 years than it will be to zero.
3: Yeah, that's probably a safe bet.
0: You think that's a safe bet? I think it's a much safer bet. Yeah, because... At the end of the day... What's going to give you that kind of a return right now? What is that? Yeah. That's oh, like I, a 30... Well, no. the
3: question is it doesn't get that type of return. But your question was, I mean, what you just stated there, it's been to be closer to 500K yeah. than zero. Yeah. So, I mean, that means it's going to be
2: 251, fair. let's just say. Yeah. Because if it stays the same, it's closer to zero.
3: Yeah. I mean, a lot of people just believe in it. So, even if it doesn't take off and like everybody's using it for you know uh transactions like people just believe in it and so that's the thing like bitcoin always has that and that's just uh it's a diehard community yeah that's isn't it
2: good to have some sort of community
3: like that behind it? I, I know it's
2: fickle but yep. uh Tesla, I believe, has a very similar community Mm -hmm. of people who just believe in Elon Musk. They see the vision and they're like, I'm just supporting Tesla.
0: 100%. Yeah, it's powerful. Whenever I see people do like stock analysis and they're like, well, this company has a huge growth potential with its earnings. It's like, but isn't that some level of faith that you have to have for that company? In no way different really than someone who has faith about Bitcoin's market cap. It's kind of similar to me, even though the metrics I would agree with you are harder to measure in Bitcoin than they don't have like, a you know. Yeah, I that, know that's
3: yeah. when we've always gotten into some spicy debates is like, yeah. what makes Bitcoin worth $1 trillion, right. or $500 billion. And so uh, that's all, it's always like a debate that you can keep going back and forth on, but like, I almost feel like there's no winners in, yeah. <laughs> in that. What do
2: you, so, you think he, uh, Bitcoin is going to be five years from now? Oh, five
3: years from now? No, let's say 10, 10. 10 years. years. Okay, 10 okay, years. 10 years? Uh, I would say higher, higher than lower. Uh, let's put it that way. I don't know. Maybe like... 100K to 300K. Okay, so that's a three to nine
2: X return. Yeah,
3: because the thing is, the one thing I worry about is if there is anything with Tether. That's the only thing I worry about. If there is something brewing behind the scenes with Tether that would cause Bitcoin to have this massive crash and no one saw coming. And maybe that doesn't happen. But I mean, for instance, I know know CoffeeZilla has done some amazing Mm -hmm. videos on Tether. You know, in, in recently I was watching one of his videos. Like one person like out of the Cayman Islands, like supposedly audited this Tether. It's like, come on, man. You know, it's like if they, but, but, if they were really that open, why not have here's the real thing. accounting firms? Here's the thing though.
0: Even if Tether turns out to be some, you know, toxic monster behind Bitcoin, yeah. I would rather have that happen sooner because once it does, the whole fundamental proposition of Bitcoin doesn't change with the fact that Tether as a tool, was used to pump Bitcoin's price, right? Yeah, like that doesn't change the proposition and value of what Bitcoin's meant to be. Yeah, so it's not like if we find out that that is the case and Tether's like this toxic asset, that Bitcoin's gonna gonna just disappear. It's yeah, still, but it's still secure. It's yes. still decentralized. It still fulfills its promise. Yeah. So, but
2: but that let's just say t- Tether is fraudulent. Sure. And they are, pushing the price up if that goes kaput all of a sudden you could have a major buyer just disappear at bitcoin and that selling pressure when no one's there to buy when tether isn't there to buy
0: it up could evaporate i, I mean there you Michael don't think so? always going to be there yeah. <laughs> until he gets margin called uh, no. Yeah. no margin call, he gets margin called i believe at what uh when Bitcoin hits like twenty or twenty-one, yeah, but that, but then he just has to pledge additional
2: assets to prevent right. the margin call. So Which, it's not going to be sure a margin he will, call. Yeah. It's not going to be a margin call.
0: Yeah,
3: that would be such a. It wouldn't happen. Yeah. The two the two worst and best things I think that could happen to Bitcoin specifically mm-hmm. is one a actual recession. So because Bitcoin still hasn't really been through a recession, although the 2020 was a recession. I think a lot of people want to see how does it hold up in an actual recession? Now it's a big asset, right? Because it was birthed in what, 2009 or so, right? So uh, I think that would be big. And honestly, probably long term, if if Tether did turn out to be not so good, I think that would probably be like you mentioned, Andre, because then you get the boogeyman out of there. Right. Right now, Tether is a boogeyman. And then a recession to see like how bitcoin would hold up in an actual legit recession where unemployment's climbing and things like that if you can get those two out of it i think you can get a lot of fear out of uh out yeah. of the market
0: well speaking of boogeyman uh i looked at uh the stock market and i saw this research study that shows that on average whenever the stock market drops 20 percent or more okay uh we get what are called relief rallies right or, mm-hmm. or fake rallies yeah and they last apparently on average about two months So that tricks investors into thinking, oh, this is the start of the comeback that we've been waiting Mm. for. So they put heavily, they start investing, and then the, the stock market goes down again. Yep. So what we could be seeing is just a temporary relief rally for two months yep. before the market goes back down again. What do you think?
3: Yeah, that's what a lot of people are, are saying, including some people that are close to me that are getting much more into the short-term mm-hmm. activity. Is exactly, like I have a friend, uh, Brian, he, he, he thinks that exact way. He's like, oh, we're gonna pump in, in June, probably into July. And he's like, I'm gonna probably cash up a bit and uh you know basically because he's, he's gone too heavy in the market he's, he wants to raise some cash and so he's like if we pump man I'm, I'm, I'm gonna cash some positions so i think that's the way a lot of people are thinking like this is just kind of a bear market rally right like we're we're kind of going through right now and then it's gonna
0: drop lower well that's what the historic data suggests is gonna happen but i'm yeah. just curious from your perspective i'm not saying anyone should make a decision yeah. based on that but do you think it historically, that will repeat that, and that's what's going on?
3: I think I think if the economy gets much worse, mm-hmm. then yes. So I'm talking unemployment go up, I'm talking jobs be lost, I'm talking real estate really to get devastated, um, then I do believe we're going lower over the next, let's call it, six to nine months, right? But if if for whatever reason we don't get that recession, we don't get those job losses, then I think we're, I don't want to call us in the clear, but we're in a, a pretty good bes- position. Because if... Essentially, the NASDAQ was down like, you know, 31% at the lows last week, right? If you're talking about getting NASDAQ down 40, 50%, you have to have a massive recession come behind that, essentially. Like, you can't just, uh, unless you're talking about the tech bubble, which was a whole different situation, but usually if you're talking about 40, 50% decline, you have to have massive jobs loss, incomes to go way down, uh, economic devastation. Right.
0: So, I don't know. We'll see. Oh, man, I see. don't know if, like, I, I agree with that, but I'm... But I will add that I don't think the stock market is that dependent and connected to the whole economy for it to have a mind of its own. So I guess what I'm trying to say is I wouldn't be surprised if history repeats itself again. And we really are in this false rally where we come back down in about two months time. Mm. But to your point uh, where you said uh, that the stock market could go back up and we could be in the clear if we don't get a recession. Yeah. The only other thing is... Papa Powell, right, Jerome Powell, if, yeah. if the central bank starts to see, well, things aren't cooling down and we're, maybe they start increasing rates beyond half a percent, maybe yeah. three quarters of a percent, in which case that could scare the market and once again, fulfill that whole relief rally.
3: Yeah, that's true. I, I'm pretty confident that don't matter what, and the Fed, the reason the Fed keeps raising rates is because inflation's so high. I'm in the belief that don't matter what inflation, uh, the growth rate is going to continue to fall, 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 You know, month after month after month for basically the next year. Mm. And I think even a year from now, I think we're gonna be in a very different discussion. I think a lot of people are gonna be talking about deflation. That could even happen in like six months from now uh, where everybody's gonna start worrying about that because Think about it, like all these in- retailers have ordered so much inventory, they
0: have way too much inventory. So now those retailers- hey, hold, hold on, but is that true for all, all the companies? Because I know, obviously, yeah. Target, Walmart, but yes. is that across the board though? Mostly, yeah. There's a few, like, like Nordstrom had a really good quarter, but that- Okay, but, but yeah. before we get too into the weeds, okay. can you help <clears throat> explain to the audience, if they haven't fallen asleep yet, <laughs> how much this inventory thing matters? Like okay. when investors look at, right, like what's gonna happen, people okay. look at this thing called obviously inventory so yeah. how much does that really matter yeah well, first
3: off my my viewers are not asleep right now they're their ears are perked <laughs> they're on up the and edge they're, of their seats yeah they're on the edge of their they're like we're talking about inventory. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> must be just me then <laughs> <laughs> no but essentially what you're talking about is inventory like you know let's say you're walmart right yeah. you order um i don't know a hundred thousand grills right Okay, and only 15,000 grills sell, and you're like, what the crap, man? No one is buying grills, and now we got an extra 85,000 grills that uh, we shouldn't have. So that's gotta stack up in inventory, or you have to try to discount for a really steep price, which can potentially cause deflation, right? Um, and obviously, if you, you go throughout the entire industry, that's how you can get into deflation cycle where everybody's dropping prices because they're like, I gotta move stuff. Right. Now, simultaneously, if this retailer ordered way too many grills, then likely the company that's making those grills hired way too many people to make the grills. Mm -hmm. Those people have to get laid off, right? Because they're not getting those orders coming in now for the grills because they might not get orders for the grills for another year or two because now Walmart or whoever has to run through that grill inventory, right? And so you kind of get into this like dominoes falling the wrong way essentially where now The company's way over hired, they have to lay off. The retailer's not moving the product they were moving, maybe they lay off some people or don't give some people some hours. So that's the inventory problem and it's a pretty uh, wide thing that's happened over the past two quarters specifically. So So that's what
0: I was gonna say. So now that we understand how inventory ties into how maybe stocks could move, are we 100% sure that this excess inventory exists beyond just the scary thing Walmart said about themselves?
4: Because um, we know Walmart
0: yeah. is like 30% extra inventory, right? Yeah. But is that true across tech? Is that true across... Well, tech uh, doesn't
3: really have inventory, so that's more of like a retail-specific problem. Correct.
0: That's fair. Yeah. Other industries, though. Yeah. Do you think that's true for them as well?
3: Well... With the other industries, let's talk about tech for a moment. The problem with tech has really been growth rates year over year. Because right. they came off these insane growth rates. Right? They just hired
0: everyone. Yes. Yeah. Like,
3: like for instance, Amazon, everybody was forced to be home. Everybody's mm. ordering off Amazon like crazy. Plus you had stimulus money. Now this year, you take away the stimulus money, you open back up the world. And Amazon's having such tough comps year over year now, which is what Wall Street looks at. They, they say, Last year, Amazon was growing 30%. This year, they might only grow 10%. Oh my gosh, is Amazon's best days behind it. This company's hardly growing. Everybody freaks out, a lot of people sell, analysts start bringing down numbers, and then you get into the dominoes falling the wrong way where this analyst brings down numbers, this analyst brings down numbers. So that's what's happened with tech, right. specifically. Um, so they, they are kind of going through their own bad problem right, right. now. Um, Apple's been doing really good with their numbers. They've been the one to really hold the show together but I'm really worried about them for the next six to 12 months. So I think okay. they're gonna ruin this mm. So trouble. that's tech. Yes. Um,
0: where can we, or do you think that that excess inventory problem exists across like every other industry? Because uh, I looked yeah. into it. I mean, yeah. it is a serious problem, yeah. but that was also Walmart and Target's main problem with retail, which is understandable because like you said, they oversupplied themselves during the pandemic, supply chain problems. Yeah. It makes sense, but does that, problem exists across the board
3: uh, from what i've seen yeah and, okay. and you know, somebody that did a great video yesterday that i actually watched last night uh reventure consulting or oh yeah, yeah, yeah the real yeah, estate yeah. Guy. A housing guy yeah, yeah. his yeah. latest video yesterday he put out um went through not just walmart and target but a ton of retailers he went through the sec reports and he put them all laid out on the screen and exactly how much their inventories climbed and so it in retail is across the board it's not right. like it's just one company right and by the way what target's numbers were even worse than walmart which mm-hmm. was interesting
0: so yeah it seems like that's definitely an issue in retail we'll see but but i but did you see last week or was it this week last week where costco reported their earnings that was really good nordstrom macy's uh, dollar tree store dollar dollar general so those were good those beat eps expectations substantially yeah so so maybe that's why we got some of that market rally last week
3: yeah so in in terms of like a nordstrom because i was looking at this because everybody saw the nordstrom and i personally own nordstrom stock and the earnings were good but think about the world we're in right now, like the amount of people I know that are having weddings right now, like special events, things like that. All that stuff is like going on right now because everybody pushed that back. And so you're gonna go get clothes from Nordstrom. Like that's where you're gonna go, right? And so somebody like that's very direct beneficiary of like the time we're in right now. But unfortunately a Nordstrom is like this big and all these other retailers are like this big.
0: Costco (laughs) is pretty big
3: yeah in costco's numbers were good they they weren't a disaster from what i saw they were they were solid but that Costco's just a freak man so that's what i'm saying do
0: (laughs) do you think that there's at least a silver lining right like in apple if apple's holding the tech field up still if if costco's still kind of holding holding everything up a little bit so yeah i don't know that's what i'm trying to figure out too because like i see the problem but i'm like well maybe there's a silver lining there (laughs) maybe things aren't as bad because there's other retail giants that are kind of you know, counter to what we've seen with Walmart and Target, so yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm kind of fifty fifty on it. I don't okay. know which way the coin's going to flip.
3: Yeah, I think it depends on the consumer too. Costco has a, a higher end consumer.
0: Same with Nordstrom. Yeah, hundred thousand exactly. dollars at, at minimum, right? Yeah. yeah,
3: yeah. So they're very different clientele. Right. But let's be honest. Who, like I always tell you guys, like who runs this this freaking economy? It's Walmart and Target customers. Right. You know, like the middle class, the middle class is who yeah. runs this show. And but so, that's why I referenced Dollar yeah. General store.
4: Because that yeah. one did it good. So
3: but that could be people trading down because they're that's doing so bad that's that it's like I gotta go shop at the dollar that's true. store, right? Yeah, that's true. So that's kind of a little troubling thing. It's the
2: same items though.
3: That's uh, what I yeah. that's what
2: I never understood trading down. It's like you're buying the same stuff for cheaper.
3: Yeah, some people literally can't afford it. So they, they like or just in their mind as a consumer, they're like they look at even if like let's say something's at Walmart and it's three dollars, but you get way like over triple what you'd get at the dollar store. They're like, this thing's a dollar. I'm buying this. So
0: I uh, still yeah. shop at ninety nine cent stores. Do you see, really? Yeah, that's I do. Awesome. Yeah, That not. I'm a
3: not
2: dollar, above that. The, isn't it the dollar fifty store now? <laughs> it's
0: a dollar fifty <laughs> dollar or it's dollar twenty five store. <laughs> no, that's the dollar general store. Or what, no, what, what it's the it dollar
2: happened? store. Oh, sorry, the ninety nine cent store. Yeah,
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: It's $1.25 yeah. twenty-five. I know. They must have to keep making things smaller and smaller. Yeah, yeah. that's what I think. It's like you, we used to go in for a pack of TikToks. It's like three TikToks individually. TikToks. <laughs> tick, oh, TikToks. TikToks. I'm sorry. That's awesome. We got the
2: boomer
0: Jeremy. You got a TikTok. Boomer.
2: You guys download the boomer alert. It's called TikTok. Talk-tick. Well, the talk toe let me add you on Facebook. TikTok-toe. Oh, my God.
3: Oh, you heard about Facebook? (laughs) I'm on (laughs) there. Add me on there, yeah. (laughs)
5: Give me a poke. (laughs) The Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin. Investment professionals reveal their best mentors, how they find their next great idea, and a few funny stories. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. American Funds Distributors, Inc.
1: This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently.
2: <laughs> oh oh we God. could do the big flashing boomer alert. Dude, the <laughs> pokes, man.
0: Do yeah. they yeah. that have those? The I don't po- know. I don't oh, think God, so. I don't think
3: so either. Graham would know. He used to love to poke people. Yeah. Movies. Oh, yeah. That's right. That's yeah. right. Oh, my, Jeez. my God. favorite pastime. Well, well,
0: speaking of, so real estate. You mentioned real estate.
1: <gasps>
2: oh, what's going on with your house, Jeremy? Yeah. I
0: got really good news, guys. Do you what actually?
2: Happened? I have a showing tomorrow. Heck yeah. Your first showing? My
3: first showing.
2: (laughs) Jeremy, I feel like you should personally be there. I was
3: thinking about it. That's so funny. No, I'm not gonna go. You know what? Go
2: and bake cookies.
3: Have your (laughs) wife have your wife
2: go go and bake cookies in the house. They're gonna come in and smell freshly baked cookies. Yeah. You know what's funny?
3: Uh, they first told showing. me who was coming, and I like looked them up and everything.
0: Who was it? Or uh, well, who was know. it? <laughs> yeah, share, share
3: their information. <laughs>
2: What's their name? <laughs> I know like, Is I that forget. Going we're in a podcast. <laughs> they
3: told me who was coming. I had to like look them up and everything. I, I mean, mean like, if I had one showing, I'd be curious. I'd look yeah, them up, right? It's like my first showing ever in life. I can't
0: believe you had one showing. I mean, I'd like you to. Hey, I'll take what I can get C- in this Could you imagine now. a buyer yeah. goes into the house and they're like, ah, you know what, I don't know about this house. And they're like, we got some cookies. And like, you know what, sold. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, you know
2: what it is it, when you walk in an open house like that or a or showing, it's a whole bunch of things that you could do just to improve the house 1%. Right. Like turning on the lights, not going to make a difference, but it's 1% better. Opening the blinds, 1% better. Uh, having the house smell good, 1% better. Cookies, 1% better. You get a whole Where it bunch end? of these. Could, could okay. you like hire a, like a team of masseuse, masseuses? I'm sure it gets to a point. I'm sure <laughs> he could probably get about 15 to 20% <laughs> yeah. better. What's the plural? With, with the, uh, oh, and also a good agent <laughs> who shows up with a smile, right. who's yeah. there on time. Uh, you know, there's a whole bunch of things that you could do. I remember
3: too. watching some of those episodes of, uh, I used to be super, super into that show, Million Dollar Listings, Los yep. Angeles. And I remember for some of those, and I don't know if it was just for the show or it's whatever. Just for the show. It was it, they would have like a DJ for someone's open house in LA. Some of those, yeah. in and like some of those are real. in the pool, like models and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah.
2: I would say it's, r- it's rare. Uh, usually you get that if the home is worth more than like 10 to 20 million bucks. Right. Okay. Then, it beca- then it's customary to have like, you know, someone for music. I've seen, you know, like a live violinist or live piano mm. player there. I've seen coffee bars, which is really cool. Drinks being served. Uh, I've seen that. But but a lot of those are just for the show. They'll just go okay. crazy knowing that it's like marketing for them.
1: Ah. Mis- Mr. Jeremy, I think we yes, need a quick follow-up. Because last week, uh, we had Pace Morbion. Oh, yeah. And he contacted your agent about uh, seller financing. Now, did your agent actually follow up with you and ask you if you were willing to sell or finance the home or did she not
3: yes sir yeah yeah a few hours later yep yeah the the email yeah jeremy sent the email
2: i i have to say like huge your your agent is so good
3: okay good
2: the lady she is phenomenal so like i obviously i'm not going to give her a shout out here because then it would then you could look up the house but but at some point she deserves a lot of recognition okay, for that. She is awesome. so I, like the email she crafted and she like did research on who the buyer would be. Oh yeah. She knew and, like, she found out who the buyer yeah. was. Oh wow.
3: Yeah. yeah she, she wow. knew exactly what it was. She reversed uh, searched search or something. yeah. Imagine if she looked his at his Instagram
2: and, and saw that he followed you.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't know. That's <laughs> yeah, a good yeah, point. I wonder if she it. went that in depth. No, no, he I'm wasn't, he sure.
1: wasn't following you. Okay. Yeah. Dang. Okay. So she did, so she did some work on the front end to basically give him value in making a decision hopefully yep and
2: so uh yeah so for anyone who's going to see your house for the first time she is in my opinion the best point of contact for that house okay she's so really good
3: yeah so maybe she won customers with you guys yeah actually
0: good the house that i'm in graham uh is selling right he does follow me i
3: just want to be clear about that
0: no when you sent the
3: picture Follow- no no because that was from that was from my wife's
0: phone
2: oh yeah from my wife's phone so okay. wow so okay so anyway andre
0: <laughs> yeah the house that the community that i'm in right now they're selling one right now for uh i should leave it out because that uh, they could just we'll just give it a range yeah uh, well let's say between one to 1. 1.4 mil
3: and that's in your actual community yeah you the one that i live now. in now. and world. you wow.
0: bought yours for 730
2: but then you put a 150 into it uh-huh and it's
0: way and that house that, that's sold that's selling right now yeah. it's not renovated but at here's all. the thing Ooh, it's an asking okay.
2: price are they going to get
0: an offer right oh that's true what do you mean it's an keep asking? us up to that's, no, it, it. It's, that's it. it's under contract oh at right. that price yeah good it's under contract how many square feet is that 47 really It's mm-hmm. good news wow yeah yeah yeah, good yeah. News. so that's i think i clear. could sell yeah. my that's house awesome. if i wanted to probably a little bit more yeah. That house was not renovated. Would you sell? Why? Uh I would consider it. But I don't think Why? I could find anything on the market remotely close to the house that I have for that price.
3: Yeah, that's true.
0: I would that's need to go like two to three mil to find a house yeah. like that, that I like.
3: Yeah, and I yeah. would for you, Andre, because I know your situation, I wouldn't move until you find the one. Yeah. You know, for you it just doesn't make sense. Maybe yeah. next year, you know, you find the one or twenty twenty four. I would
2: stay there. I love your place. I like it too. I love it. I, I love think it it's perfect for you. I I think it's it's
3: it's the not ideal the place. one for him though. I know it deep down. Yeah. Only
0: only because the community is not yeah. the best for school zones and things like that. But uh, otherwise, it's great. Yeah, but well, school zones. I mean, you, you know, you planning on having kids, aren't you? Sure, in the future, yeah, of course, yeah.
2: But that's a long time between the time you have a, to have a kid and take him to school. True, true, true.
3: Him yeah. you said or he's or have a him. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> t- uh, yeah, her. H- him said or he's her? This Speaking about kids, yeah. Graham, you should have some kids no. because your weeds are out of control in the weeds! Yard. Oh yeah. We I had... walked over and I was like, it's it's you're gonna HOA is gonna be on you. and, yeah. what, and I, what
1: did kids... I say, Graham? What did I say? You know no, what's it's funny? Like... Yeah. Yeah. Well, I got go a, ahead, I got Grah. a
2: story to tell. Okay. Um so I had uh it's just it was early in the morning and I was just like getting ready and hear a, a ring and a knock on the on the door. So I'm like, who is that? It's got a weird hour. Open it up and Jeremy, yeah. it's uh it's your son. And he's trying to earn some cash. No way. And he says, yeah. And he says, uh, hey, I'm willing to pull the weeds in your front yard. And I say, how much? He says, a hundred dollars. And I'm like, how long is that gonna take you? He's like, about 30 minutes. <laughs> and so Jeremy's I like, said my boy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I said, okay, 30 minutes. I'm like, you know, a dollar a minute seems about fair. And plus, you know, a little more. So I said, $35. That's my offer. He goes, fifty. I say 35 <laughs> and he goes 50 it does not want to come down for 50 so I said if you you know if you do it for 35 you got my business but uh you know just think about it he's like all right I'll think about it <laughs> wow that's amazing yeah, yeah
3: so but stalemate, stalemate stalemate wait so when I, was it, this
1: uh about a week ago I think it was like and now ago, I'm going to hire you? a landscaping Maybe. company and Graham is going to pay two 200- hundred like. Probably like
2: two hundred, two. Yeah, but robots. but they're doing it. It's not just weeds. They're like trimming everything. Okay. The, the place I have not had a gardener come in. Yeah, a but year but and a half.
1: you yeah. you you didn't support a young entrepreneur. <laughs> How
2: does that feel, man? But you I know bet what? But, he, at you but every day. That's
1: a great lesson
2: that that you have to be more flexible than that. You have to. <laughs> be, if a customer is willing to, you know, here's the other thing he could have done too. He could have said. I'll take the thirty-five, but I'll only do half the yard. Or like he mm. should come up with with an alternative. He can't always get yeses because yeah. that gives him an unrealistic expectation. He's got to learn how to handle objections and no's.
3: I think what he should have done yeah. is gone with a hundred, but he should have <laughs> said, "I'm going to pull and I'm going to spray, so you get no weeds for six oh, months." Fertilizer. If he said, "Well, you don't how, want to fertilize them," but yeah, no, it's no, like no. The spray but, but around,
2: the, but around like the the bushes and the oh, trees. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. 50 bucks, and he'll throw in fertilizer. Yeah. Then, yeah, so I compelling. think he's he needs to learn how to handle objection because so far, everything he's asked for, I've done it.
3: Jeremy, how yeah. old is he? Yeah. Uh, seven. So <laughs> yeah. Graham's like, he's he got to learn you know, that that nothing he's is handy. him. We're going to bring it. him yeah. on for next it, episode it's of It's going to give him money. an
2: unrealistic expectation. of just like he could ask whatever he wants, people are going to say yes. Because yeah. it works now when he's young. When he's mm-hmm. seven years old, everyone's going to say yes. But watch, when, when he hits puberty and his voice starts dropping a little bit, then all of a sudden he's going to get some objections. He's going to be like, yeah. why are they just saying yes? But he'll know. He'll have the experience to be like, if I can negotiate with Graham,
3: yeah. I could do anything. Yep. Yeah. I, I agree with so, that. That's uh, cool. Yeah we
2: could bring him on the the Yeah, on That would be interesting. Him. Oh, well, that would be fun. Him. Yeah he he's a he's a negotiator i really like that about him yeah. is that uh you know anything he'll want to negotiate how much would you pay for that i love <laughs> that. yeah what if i did this how much would you pay me for that i really like and that every time yeah. he sees me he's like oh
0: magic man do magic <laughs> you should say you how should much would you pay him. Him me for yeah a that's true that. i should ooh yeah. i'll yeah. teach you how to do a No, no i'll say like which pokemon card do you want to give me cuz he collects <sighs> pokemon yes. cards I should barter with like that. That would that would be Ooh, smart. Yeah. Oh
3: my goodness. Ay-yi-yi. Pokemon, what's going on Pokemon market? I haven't kept track lately. It's going
2: down. Is it going down? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Man. So I check I check eBay for prices every now and then. Okay. And I'm what seeing, do you look for? Uh first edition base set hollows. Okay. And just I so always sort by ending soonest and I just see what comes up. A lot of these are just straight up not selling anymore, or the prices that they're getting are fifty percent off what they used to. Right. Man.
0: Yeah
3: alternative wish, assets fall the hardest yeah, <laughs> yeah they do yeah yeah i wish uh stocks could go up so i could buy another i really want to get a jungle set uh booster box and i want to get a fossil too yeah so i could have the, the uh, three from 99 yeah that'd like that cool. would be cool man
2: that'd be super that cool would be box. great yeah. now would be a great time to buy the entire boxes if you can yes this would be yeah. a perfect time because individual packs have gone down decent amount so to buy a box you'd yeah. get a discount on top of that
0: yeah Bram, uh you actually tried to get me to buy a Tesla Roadster. Oh, I did. You did. So here's what happened. We yeah. mentioned this last episode, right? But we didn't say what it was.
2: Uh, no, that was a different thing. That was a different thing. That okay. was a different thing. But so we talked anyway, about the Tesla.
0: The Tesla Roadster, which was listed on Bring a Trailer. Yep and it was uh fleas. red hot chili peppers yeah. one of the oh no this members.
2: is okay so so let me take this back this is what we were talking about this is what we yeah. bleeped out i didn't want to talk about it here because i knew that it's like a one item thing yeah. and so anybody watching this could bid on that one item yeah if someone was rich who would be yeah. watching this yeah right but it yeah it was fleas so it's it's called a signature 100 tesla roadster it's the first hundred were given out to people and they had an individual plaque they had a plaque between the seats. This one was Flea's car. And yeah. And the Red Hot Chili Peppers. So, so at
0: the time that Graham mentioned it to me, it was at like $175,000 ish. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Andre, you should bid on it. I'm telling you, in five years, it's going to be worth half a mil. In yeah. 10 years, it's going to be a mil. And I was like, dude, that's crazy. I was like, I imagine this car is going to easily go over 200K. Yeah. And, and sure I, enough, yeah. it did. And I told you, so you made me an offer. You said that you would buy it from me anytime, no questions asked, yeah. back for 150K. Uh, yeah, I would do that. So. Yeah, yeah. And in my head, I was like, I'm basically giving you an insurance policy <laughs> to have the car <laughs> in my name, so that anytime yeah. Graham could be like, I'm gonna tap into that. Uh, get the no, car. no, it's not
2: a, a unilateral option. <laughs> basically, I said that in my opinion, I would pay up to two hundred thousand dollars for the car and feel like it's a good deal. Two twenty would have been uh, okay. It sold for two. It sold for two twelve plus. There's a five thousand dollar fee on top of that for okay. bringing a trailer. So. You know, two seventeen plus shipping. It's going to be a two twenty by the time you actually receive the car. Uh, to me, the car was worth two hundred ish, or that would have been a fair price. But yeah, I would have paid you one fifty. Yeah, just just so you know that your worst case scenario ever is you lose twenty five percent
0: in the car. That's your worst case scenario, and I'll you know I'll buy it at one fifty. So I thought about this, and I was like, you know what? I don't know enough about cars to just put in such a huge amount of money. Like two hundred grand is not a little and because i don't know enough about the car market and about that car specifically and i looked at a documentary about those roadsters mm-hmm. and if you crash them or if anything happens it's almost impossible to get parts but
2: that's of why those you things. have insurance yeah then, what,
0: yeah you have a stated insurance policy that says if you if something happens to your car you get that value back true but then it's then just buy like another one. Uh, but there's no other one you, you just lost the 100 edition you can't replace that car. It's yeah, gone. But that's
2: why I have a stated value. So you right. could say
0: that, you know, I paid two twelve for this car, but I'm going to insure it at two eighty. How do you get I, a fair value? Oh, so you're you're insuring it at a higher value yes. then. So yeah, so but imagine, on, imagine you you crash it at two eighty and it's worth four hundred. But that's why you have to keep
2: track of values and adjust your insurance accordingly. With right. like the four GT. Right. I originally insured that at a value of like three thirty. And after the year I noticed, wait a second, the values are now four hundred. So then I insured it I think around four hundred. And yeah, your insurance goes up a little bit, but at least I
0: ensure that no matter what happens, I get that value back. Yeah. Do you really think it's going to be worth half a mil in five years? I do. Wow.
2: I think certain cars will be worth it. I I think the certain certain uh, models with you know less desirable colors, higher miles, maybe not as well taken care of, less optioned. Um, they call them the mid range cars because you have like the signature one hundred, then you have like the two hundred to five hundred range of the Vins that seem to get eh there's just quite a few of them mm. those i think will rise at a slower pace mm.
0: but i think the signature 100 by far i mean that's there's at, only a hundred of them at the end of the day i never invested in it because to me i didn't want to tie up more of my money into an illiquid asset that's really what mm. it came down to yeah. i just didn't want to have that money tied up into something i couldn't yeah. get out yeah that's fine that but yeah
2: but yeah. i gave jeremy a ride in this car the other day. how night. was it
3: it was fun way more fun than i thought it was going to be more, more fun than, was- than your
0: model s plaid
3: well, I think so because of the convertible, man. It's oh, just right. like you feel the air. It's just so fun. And it
0: probably corners way faster and it's better handling. Right?
3: Uh, that I don't know. Okay. But all I know is we had a good time.
0: Okay. Yeah, it was
3: it was amazing. So you, we probably yeah. depreciated it by $2,000 on that ride. Oh, no, we didn't.
2: <laughs> no, but between the GT, the Ford GT and that car, the, the Tesla Roadster is, I want to say, five times more fun to drive. Wow, It yeah. is just it nimble. So it's fun. quick. You don't have to worry about it. You see everything. You feel the road. The experience is... Completely different. And, uh, like, th- that's the car I just want to take everywhere. Right. Like, what, what every. It makes you want to drive.
0: The Ford GT, I like looking at it. What would you say is your combined car portfolio value? Uh,. F- Five
2: ninety, uh, something like that. I mean, let me look at. Let me look it up. I just got to get out the calculator.
0: <laughs> uh, I love the Graham mocking Graham's voice. <laughs> get out the calculator. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm Surprised he doesn't
3: have an 50. app where it's like saved. You know, like appreciated this day. It's like one yeah. percent down, two percent.
0: Oh, there must be an app like that. If there's not, we should, oh my we gosh, we should come up with that. Yeah, yeah. how is that not at six twenty-five? Whoa, six twenty-five. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, I have Do you have five ninety? Did you ever yeah. think? Is yours really? No, no. Oh, God. No, he's right. guessing. He's guessing. You never know with these people. Yeah. No, it's an appraisal. <laughs> kind of like they jacked my appraisal on my house and they um, jacked your appraisal right, on your five Wait, years. wait, 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 Graham. Like, so, yeah. did you ever think like five years ago you would ever have a portfolio like that value?
2: No. I always thought that I wanted. One daily driver, which okay. would be like the Tesla Model 3, and then one sports car, like
0: fun car to drive that would be a good value. And for that's, me, the, That's what I'm yeah. going through right now. Yeah. I'm mm. just like, my Miata is my fun. I don't care what it's worth. <laughs> so cool. And then my daily driver, the Model Y. Yeah.
2: yeah. But, but I did that for a while with the Prius and a Lotus. Yeah. And that was like Perfect. Uh, but no, but, but it's like some of this just accumulated over time. Like the Lotus I bought was just a good deal. So like I I would, I'd be irresponsible to say no to that. So I bought the car. Did you, would you ever sell anything? I would sell the GT at the right price. If someone came to me as like, Hey, I'll give you 425,000 dollars right now. It's cash. I'll be an easy buyer. Just I'll take it off your hands. I would do it. Okay. Uh, the DMs are open. Yeah, no, seriously. DM me. I'll yeah, negotiate it yeah. and then get
3: a two percent fee on that. Find. I would fee. do it.
2: I would do it. The only reason why is because I'm I'm too scared to drive it, just because it's like, uh, it it's too expensive. Mm. The Lotus, or the Lotus, the Tesla, the same thing. The Tesla, I could take it out, and I really want the uh, a, a super performance GT40, which is basically, you take the so the Ford GT. The original one was built in the 60s it was a gt40 now the real ones are like 15 million dollars you have a real one but super performance bought the rights to the gt40 name Mm. and they make what's called a continuation of the gt40 with real parts so it's actually a part of the gt40 registry so it's a real gt40 made in today's time Uh, with like genuine parts that's the one you own no i own the ford gt okay that was the the commemorative you know Ford GT. But the new ones are worth more now. The new ones are worth about a million. So you have wow. three generations. The original, which is the GT forty, the four GT, which is the one I have, and then the new four GT, which is like a million bucks. But uh, but I really want the original uh, super performance GT forty and I made a bid on one earlier today. Oh, it's oh. oh. 15 million dollars? The original one. Oh the original but not not the super performance one. Got it. But there's one on pretty much for those. Tr- um the continuations range around two hundred grand. Oh, okay. But there was one to on bring a trailer. And I thought, you know, under $200,000, it was a good deal. So I figured, Ooh. yeah, so I was bidding on it
0: earlier Damn. today. Yeah. Graham is buying cars it, faster it than brokerage.
2: Oh, yeah. I didn't get the car. No, I, I think I I bid up to like, I, I don't remember. I think it was like $165, $170, 170 I, I forget. It was some price around there. But I, I impulsively, I'm sitting there watching I'm like, eh, just for fun. If I get it at this price, I may as well. And I bid that price. And then it ticked down and no one else bid after me. And I didn't fully think this through. And I'm like, because I don't have an extra garage space. And it kept going down. It got down to like 20 seconds. And I'm thinking, oh, crap. Did I just buy this car like <laughs> on a whim without even thinking about it? And then it got down to like five seconds. And I'm prepared to be like, I guess I'm buying the car. And then someone else bid. Oh, my God. So, and then I thought about it for a 2nd like, I shouldn't be buying another one. And then it went, it went over $200,000. Wow. And the reserve wasn't even met. Jeez. so yeah so he didn't get his price yeah.
3: so you must have been listening to the master mr 21 savage when he said in that song i got bored today so i'm gonna just buy a car i yeah i know i haven't heard that song but, <laughs> you haven't heard uh, that song uh, okay but yeah. no no but the, my, Lord, might, but
2: but my mentality is is not with these cars just to like buy cars for cars but they're yeah. they're if they're a good deal and they're a good value i, I don't see the problem in that. Mm-hmm. This, this car if you bought it new there's a two-year waiting list and this car Fully optioned as it was would cost you about two hundred fifty grand. So it's two years and two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Or if I bought one at like one eighty, buy it at one eighty. Like I yeah. know I could drive that and sell it for one eighty. Well,
3: Alex, does yeah. your boss have an addiction? Like buying um, cars?
1: Not cars, but he likes buying things that have value that he thinks he's getting
0: a good Well, you're on. scaring yeah. me there because <laughs> I asked if he had an addiction. I will say I will say if there's one person that could Maximize their ROI on cars. It's Graham. Yeah, sure. that's true. Good point. It's Graham for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas, like me, I just want to drive the car. I, I would not realize the. That's why I
3: told him about the Roadster. I'm like, dude, I would find a reason to like drive every single night if I had that car. Like, yeah. I would not get
0: jeremy's one. too tall for the car. Oh, really? Yeah. He, the only out. way to oh, drive like it would. Yeah. So if it flips good. over, you're just decapitated. Yeah. <laughs> no,
2: no. So, so it's kind of strange the way the car is positioned, but the f- windshield is lower than the roll bar in the back so Jeremy's head is below the roll bar but <laughs> higher than the windshield yeah so in a flip his head would be okay but okay. you can't put the top on right
0: oh okay got it you yeah. do you have the hard top on or do you have it with you uh I have a soft top okay okay yeah. it, it didn't come with the original No. okay that's cool wow Let's Jeremy, joke, yeah. would you?
3: <laughs> I know what you're going for.
0: Oh, man. Uh, uh, what, what? 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 Will I, gonna... I buy a car? No. <laughs> yeah. No.
3: Stocks, man. Stocks. You got the
0: Model S. You got the X. Yeah. 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 And then you Boy, had man. the uh, Alfa Romeo. I did have the Alfa Romeo back in the day. You sold yeah. It.
3: yeah. Yeah. I sold that. That was crazy because I sold that like the week uh, they were about to shut like everything down. And I remember going into CarMax and i was literally the only person in this mm. massive carmax in henderson that was right before they shut everything down and i remember you know they had just probably 40 or 50 workers working and i was literally the only human that wasn't a worker in this place and uh yeah i remember like thinking shoot man like you know the auto business might be in a bad place for like years and then who would have known so, used cars yeah. i probably could have made more money if i would have just I, kept yeah, it and for waited sure. like a year and sold it then what it's did you crazy. sell it for
0: do you remember no i don't was it a pro- profit or a loss from oh, original, a sure. loss for sure. Yeah, it depreciated over time like
3: cars used to yeah. do before.
0: mean, you <laughs> know what car crazy. you would love is the Alfa Romeo 4C. I looked at that, car Oh, well, yeah, yeah. yeah. I well, saw I'll comparison videos between that and the Lotus, mm-hmm. and the Lotus typically tends to be people's favorite.
2: Yes, because of the stick.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you could drive stick shift, you'd
2: prefer a Lotus, but the Alfa Romeo 4C, I could see you driving that car. It's fantastic.
3: If I didn't, if I was in a Tesla guy, I would have two cars. Uh, the big boy Rolls the SUV and I would have a one of the new I'd get one of the new Z's
0: sorry when you say big boy Rolls you mean like Rolls Royce yeah
3: the Cullinans dude would you really yeah yeah what? for sure I'd get one of those and I would get a one of the new uh th- I don't know if they're 370 Z's or 390 Z's yeah the one new, of the new Zs. Z's yeah because I used to have one of those I used to love that car yeah. and I would love to get one of the new ones but
0: mine would be a roadster or uh sorry uh, yeah a roadster yeah, for my fun go. car and okay. a Cybertruck for my daily Oh, a Cybertruck! Yep. Oh, that's cool. Just give me those two, and I'm happy.
3: Black on black for the Cybertruck, or what? Do you? Did you? Didn't you not have an idea of that?
0: Wait, black on black.
3: Like, man. would you? Would you like wrap the truck black? Oh I no, don't I know love the steel. You love the steel. I steal? love okay. the steel. Yeah. Okay.
2: Isn't there by the way? Speaking of Tesla, a lawsuit brewing over Elon Musk, uh, his claims on full self-driving. Oh, I don't know.
0: Is there?
3: There's been Jeremy? a lot of claims from him over the years. I, I don't. I don't. I mean, with Elon, there's so much stuff going on. It's like a full-time job trying to keep up with all the drama. Yeah, well,
0: his tweet is like, I'm going to hire an army of lawyers. I
3: know. I'm like, come on, Elon. Do you remember what that was about?
0: It's just, he just.
3: Yeah, just, uh, I mean, I think over the the new allegations, you know, uh, against him, something that happened in a Airplane or something like that. Oh right, right, right. right yeah, right. and so I mean, there's always so much yeah. stuff.
2: Well, I I thought oh, so on this, and I got to look it up, and maybe I'm misinformed, but that the lawsuit or it was a, a proposed lawsuit or something about Elon Musk claiming that Tesla full self driving was going to be soon available and collecting money and deposits for a feature that is not yet available. Right. Mm. That makes sense. So, yeah. Do you have the full self driving unlocked yet? Or no. Yeah, I me mean, neither. No, I I paid for it. I think two thousand. It was twenty twenty. I paid for it, and uh, I mean, I regret it mm. just because I never use it. Mm. But you know.
3: Yeah. I, well, I you never, never use even it. use your Tesla in general. Yeah, it's true. But but <laughs> oh you know gosh, what? But the auto right. the three. But, but you yeah. know what? The
2: autopilot is the same thing almost as full self driving. Would you ever get rid of your Tesla? I'm attached to. I guess I would. Okay. Yeah, you know, I would, but it, it's sentimental because that to me that is like video, a $78 yeah. Tesla. Yeah. And when I bought that car, I was like, I'm just going to drive this until it doesn't run anymore. Yeah. But uh, give it yeah. to your dad or something. I might. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. That'd be cool. We'll figure it out. Yeah. But uh, you could always give it to me. I mean, you know, I could give it to Jeremy. <laughs> yeah. Give it to your, to his son. Yeah, <laughs> no yeah. to for negotiate the weed, for yeah. the weeds. The weeds. Give well, me. <laughs> li-
3: imagine lifetime landscaper membership. Like from now until he's eighteen, he's got to do your gosh. front yard, backyard.
0: I thought you were gonna say eighty, because he said
2: lifetime. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> no, 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 lifetime. No. Yeah, eighteen. Let's hope his childhood. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh,
0: <laughs> I know what you were going. Like, yeah. Let's say his lifetime is more than 18, <laughs> yeah. 000, yeah. Exactly. Let's not say you know
2: eighteen. Uh, uh, but no, nice. if it, but again, if I got a good offer on the Tesla model three, I would, listen, if you make me an offer on a car, I'll entertain it. As I'll long give as you 10
1: K right now for no. it. Nice. No, no, it would, it
2: would have to be over 55 on the Tesla, but it's, uh, I don't know how many miles, 20 something, 22,000 miles on it. 2018, I believe it is. Um, yeah,
0: that's cool. So with the full self-driving, by the way, make Graham an offer, make me an offer. It's a $78 Tesla.
3: Make me an offer, doc.
0: And, and if someone happens to have a hookup at uh, for a Corvette Z06, oh,
3: that would be sick.
0: I yeah. love that car. Lucky
2: Automotive Life might be able to make that happen for you. That's true. Yeah. I'll ask Lucky. He's right. great.
0: Yeah. Ah, oh, the Z06 is so sick.
3: You're talking about the brand new the one, new right? one the Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I know two people that had one. Both of them sold for nice profits. Oh, I believe they it. drove them for like six months. I plus. think there's
0: one on eBay for like a million dollars. Something ridiculous. Oh, what the heck? Something ridiculous. That's yeah. crazy.
3: But yeah, both of them mm. drove it for more than six months and they both, I think, cashed out with like ten, fifteen thousand
0: profit. Wow. It's like
3: that just like like that's you can't even like conceive that in the past.
0: It's like you're guaranteed to lose money on a car and like Dealers that. are marking it up too. Yeah. And now
3: from what I'm hearing is some of these dealers are really getting screwed because some of these uh companies like a Ford, from my understanding, is they're starting to build on demand. Right um so i don't know that's the good old
0: times when when you had money you could just be like i want to buy this (laughs) now it's not that
2: be like oh yeah we'll put you on the list uh we'll call you Uh, yeah yeah. two years from
0: now yeah if we have it yeah
3: yeah Uh, interesting uh some of these home builders are it's like the opening signs of a little like a crack yeah yeah like we're noticing uh we we you know uh me and a few others basically we're on like the email list for some of these home builders and some of them are starting to send out like incentives and things Ooh, like that. You're yeah. talking about
0: like Blue Heron? and.
3: Th- oh, no, no, no. Not oh, no okay. ones like that. And I'm talking like in Phoenix and in, in, in oh, Vegas, okay. like more normal home builders in like some incentives. Blue Heron is
2: like, like, we'll throw in free Carrera marble <laughs> Buy in the next 24 hours. Preheated floors. Come on down. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Yeah. We'll give you a five car garage for the price of four.
3: <laughs> yeah, geez. Uh, that's funny. I Alex, you're awfully quiet over there tonight what's on your mind alex
1: nothing much man honestly i'm just uh he's just like, soaking I'm, it in he's
2: just zoning he's out like i'm falling asleep
1: <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm not, yeah, I, I was falling care. asleep <laughs> when i heard uh earnings or something like that earlier <laughs> <laughs> or no no inventory inventory, inventory. Right. i
0: figured you'd be falling asleep see i was right that was that was not as fun i found it fun. I, I love fun. it but yeah I don't let know. us know if you enjoyed
3: inventory in the comments my my audience please come through on this i'm counting on you guys okay Just you don't need to say anything. Just inventory. Comment inventory down below in the
2: description. If you found it interesting, otherwise comment, uh, I hate
0: Jeremy. <laughs> You'll see a few of those. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. We all
2: will. Kick him off.
0: <laughs> Why is he on the podcast? Yeah. He doesn't know he's talking yeah. about.
3: Bring on anybody else. <laughs> oh, I
0: feel, where's Kevin? Kevin. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm going Bring I was gonna
3: back bring Kevin. Yeah.
1: You know what uh, I, I thought that was really funny about last episode? Um, Andre and Jeremy were getting uh, flack about real estate. But you guys don't claim to be real estate agents. So I don't know what people were expecting. What was a flag? They, they were like, wow, they, Jeremy and Andre asked such basic questions. Like they didn't know, you know, what this was. Oh my God. But it's like, when was the last time Andre or Jeremy put out a oh, but,
0: real estate? But bill? Alex. We're also playing four D chess because we ask questions not for ourselves. Oh but yeah, for people watching. No, I, <laughs> yeah, some of the questions yeah. Jeremy
2: asks, it's like, yeah, what is a mortgage? Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> and people for are like, Jeremy doesn't familiar. know. <laughs> Jeremy doesn't know what a mortgage is. Yeah, I know, a lot of times you'll ask questions no, sure. that maybe the audience doesn't want, but you want them to to explain it. Yeah. What is net cash flow? What's oh, a, hard what, money? What's
3: ROI money. again? Uh, yeah, yeah, you're no, like, what is one. hard
0: money? Is that like like physical coins? No, no, <laughs> no I, was I was like,
3: is that Jeremy is serious on that one. That was a serious
0: one. Like
1: silver? or
3: yeah i know about the hard money man it's hard to make money when hard money i'm tell you that oh boy you just invest in hard money oh, you God. do not like it easy
1: you guys want to hear my next uh money making scheme over here oh okay do you see this space right here i'm yes. going to rent this out that's
3: smart oh okay? that's cool
1: so guys if you want to put something up here i do have to vet it and i have to make sure it's nice uh just uh, DM me right here. You, know you get you get about uh, one foot by two foot. You're giving so, us a cut, so, right? You know what we so, should do, so, Alex? What? <laughs> what?
2: Alex, what we should do is put a screen there so it could rotate. So it's like a oh, billboard. Cool. One of those like mobile, you know, the
1: billboards. Easy. No, because yeah. no, I don't speak enough to make it worth it. No, so, no, like, no but you get every, approximately like Three minutes. But every the time, on. but every
2: time you speak, Alex, just just click a button, and then it's going to do the next one. So we could rent out multiple spaces. Oh, per episode.
1: Oh, so you're trying to double duty or yeah. something like that? No. Okay, okay. No, no, wait, wait. So guys, uh, yeah, DM me on Instagram. Uh, you know, I, I also produce the Ice Coffee Hour you know just, just throwing that out
3: there so no uh, no 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 what you're going to do there alex oh, you you're going to put a whiteboard the screen here too so. yeah no okay that's <laughs> too much you yeah. you're, you're going to put a whiteboard back there alex and you're going to say pre-sale wedding tickets fourth oh, link in the yeah. description get them oh mother-hot. my
1: no the millennial money audience did not like that I, <laughs> oh okay.
2: you know what's funny yeah, yeah we yeah. have two different audiences we mentioned it on the iced coffee hour nothing but praise that's yeah. a great idea alex yeah. i and didn't you get like five people who bought a ticket uh,
1: well who i didn't sell any tickets yeah, but yeah. they were like hey man i got like Seriously. six people they were like hey as soon as you sell them let me <laughs> yeah. know he's like i want to come with me and my wife yeah. And, that's and it. I'm like, so that's probably potentially, let's say not everybody has a partner, but let's say that's like eight tickets right there something like that. So, yeah, it's
2: interesting. So we got praise in the iced coffee hour here. Nothing but just criticism. Yeah. T- totally different. Huh? Well,
3: oh, so. we have the high net worth individuals on this channel that are just like,
2: oh, you're confusing us yeah. with the iced coffee. hour. <laughs> 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 that's <No>. the <laughs> other channel. You know I, mean? <laughs> right there, right there. I actually, I imagine too. your iced coffee hour is
0: more diverse than this one. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yes.
1: It, I mean, it just made sense because a lot of people on the ice coffee hour was like, What a great way to start a marriage. You can buy a house, you can do X. Speed. And then in millennial money they're like Well, you know what? I can't believe you would sell tickets it's, to such a precious moment in your life.
3: It's it's a little more <laughs> well, you here we talk investing, yeah. whereas I could say ice coffee hour more entrepreneurial. Yes, like you it think is about true. like that Alex yeah, episodes and whatnot. Well,
1: this is entrepreneurial. I'm selling tickets, I'm making money. Well, no, no, no but
3: but on millennial yeah. money it's it's
2: it's, it's investing oriented. That's entrepreneur-oriented. Yeah,
1: no, yeah, okay. So, guys, if
2: you are interested in buying tickets to Alex's <laughs> oh potential wedding in the future, uh, reach out to uh, uh. Alex, DM him, and just uh, with, with the, all you need to say, DM him with uh, wedding tickets. Mm. That's it. And, I, can, uh, I
1: can hear the hate comments already, Graham.
2: Yeah, it's oh it's going to happen. Just get ready for it. But anyway, guys, thank you so much for watching. Make sure to subscribe, hit the like button, hit the notification bell, and most importantly, check out FTX link down below. Exactly. Peace out.
5: So Thanks, guys. See I'm